The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job this is insane how great they are well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies that's how good we are representing bullet club this is what we do super kid party yeah for millennia my soul has wandered through space and time but not all who wander are lost I am well-versed in all facets of the multiverse. I have studied at the library of Alexandria, battled alongside Genghis Khan, danced with Cleopatra, held symposiums with Plato, and meditated atop the Great Pyramid of Giza. Due to my condition, I have laid dormant inside this vessel called Matthew Hardy. But now, thanks to the consumer of terrestrial entities, I have been woken. Bray Wyatt, you've left me with no choice. I send it you to deletion. Wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max, episode 276, part one. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you will get all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. And don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling of the Max. That way you can get everything that we do in one nice little beautiful gift, right? It's Christmas time, so you might as well say it that way. And don't forget to go also and give some love to FormulaMania.com and LastOneProWrestling.com. Both great sites that support us. And, of course, have some great wrestling articles, too, to go check out. So go, please go do better. So, uh, also, you know, uh, once again, we want you to give some love to W2M Network, which is also another great place. Go subscribe, rate, and review. Because then and all, it gets you these podcasts. But it'll also get you everything under the sun when it comes to W2Mnet.com. So, just a lot of big plugs here hope you go check out all that great stuff i am your host gary vaughn along with me is mr sean garmer what's up everybody and mr paul leaser hey and guys we are here and ready to talk a lot of wrestling news because we got quite a bit here tonight as long as you guys can enjoy lots of controversy and speculation you're gonna enjoy it and uh also don't you know uh, miss out on the ring of honor stuff we got coming for you guys because it's gonna be a really fun one to talk about trust me so you don't want to miss a minute of this show really looking forward to it but guys there's been you know a lot going on this past weekend i mean for me personally i had a family trip i had to take and it was a sad one, but hey, it all worked out, you know, well. Uh, I'll say this, you know, we talked about this a little bit, and I'm not going to focus on the funeral stuff, but I'll say this. I had a weekend with my cousins uh, that had lots of laughs and, and, you know, reconciliation and all this great stuff that came out of a, a, such a sad thing. So I'm not going to say I had a bad weekend. I actually had a pretty good weekend with some sadness and a few cries involved so eh, lots of mixed emotions going on on my end what have you guys been up to sean what's been going on in your world man 
Oh, not much. Uh, just Kmart is officially closed now. Uh, we're just I'm basically working the last week tearing the rest of it down, and then yeah, it will officially be. I have to go find another job. Time. So yeah, there's uh, that sadness of not being able to walk in there. You you don't see your coworkers anymore, and you work there five years. It's kind of you know it's like a chapter in life gone by. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Other than that, just doing normal stuff. And I got to be in a parade on the weekend for one of her her uh, performance school that she's in. So that was fun. I took her even though Grandma was like, no, no, with all that stuff that's going on, I'm scared somebody's going to, you know. I was like, look, this is some rinky-dink parade in the middle of Miami. Nobody's going to care. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can't be scared right you, you got to go do those things the stuff that your daughter's gonna remember you know so yeah she enjoyed it good man yeah lots of you know things going on with you know my kid too so i understand that you you got to go do those things you got to put yourself out there and you know you get over the stuff that you know you hear on the news so uh paul what's been going on with you man uh, not a whole bunch with me either. Gender reveal party for my friends this weekend. They're having a girl, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Sean, I, I've been on that side too. I, I used to work for uh, Hollywood Video in uh, my late teens, early 20s. Uh, and when Netflix and Redbox suddenly became a thing, uh, it did not last very long. So I've closed down my fair share of stores. Uh, <laughs> And there's nothing as creepy as a store that you've gotten used to to be so full of stuff, and suddenly it's just a big empty nothing. It's it's very, very odd. Um, that's something I never oh, got yeah. used to. <laughs> I literally had to one by one take down all the shelves, mm-hmm. uh, day by day in the shoe department where I've worked for the most part. And I mean, because electronics went went away a long time ago, and. Mm-hmm. All that other stuff. So, like, it mainly just became, yeah. It, the the craziest thing was going and receiving, mm-hmm. and like the big structures that they had there to like hold all the pallets and all that. That just being completely gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then the bailers out there. I'm like, wow, this is, this is just, uh, it's weird. It's yeah. <laughs> just weird. It's it's really <laughs> weird. I've torn down shelves and and moved so much stuff and closing down various Hollywood videos across. Uh, at least Dallas, uh, it's 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 just it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, they offered for me to go to another Kmart. I was like, they're all gonna eventually close. I don't want to go through this constantly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. once is enough, guys. Yeah, I did it a whole three times. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I really, really couldn't. That's uh, got to be really difficult, you know, coming into. To work every day, and then all of a sudden, hey, it's not going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's really, really weird, you know. And you know, all of the alluded to also malls. You know, I've been, you know, around malls my entire life, you know, and that's just what you would do. And now that Amazon and all these other selling uh, places to sell products online are available, now the malls are kind of closing down here and there and mm-hmm. one of the bigger malls that i used to go to Collin creek mall is a shell of itself i remember going to a dillard's and it's like hey this doesn't even look like dillard's anymore everything's being torn apart and they're selling the shelves i'm like uh wow so yeah i get it man that's kind of creepy um uh, but yeah it's just the way the world works now so. yeah there's there's another mall in our area and if uh, you're local to dallas you might know what uh, me and gary are talking about but uh, valley view after they uh, emptied that place out and sort of turned it into this like art bazaar for a time before they tore it down. Uh, was very strange to walk into. I'd, like you see dead like dead malls or dead places in video games and stuff, and it's just I don't know if anything captures the feeling of something that you got used to being so busy and then suddenly it's just a, a big empty nothing. It, it's it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah, it, well, that's going to really happen crazy. a lot, you know, because Amazon's just taking the world over. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in that light, Amazon, we love you and we thank the world of you. So, hey, sponsor the show. 
Oh, so yeah. Hey, try and get those sponsors to come in and you know spend a little of their money. Why not? They're, they're Amazon successful. sponsoring the show. I don't think any of us got to worry about working. That's yeah. That, that could be the case. <laughs> I'll take let's, that let's, life. Let's, yeah, yeah, me too. Let's, let's, I'm down with it. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, we've had you know a, a lot of interesting things to talk about, but let, let's get to what everybody's really honestly here for, and that's for us to talk some wrestling. So let's do it now. Let's jump into some wrestling news with quick hits. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Sorry about the delay there. I almost hit the wrong button twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, at least we're still here online. So That's true. Uh, <laughs> well, let's get into the sad news first, guys. Uh, we definitely want to give our prayers and thoughts out to Kyle O'Reilly. He lost his mom over the weekend. And, you know, man, uh, you know, I've just dealt with a loss in my family, but no one as close as a, you know, a parent. And that's got to be rough. I just feel terrible for Kyle O'Reilly, man. Cancer sucks, man. It's awful. Oh, yeah, having known friends that have lost family members uh, to cancer mm-hmm. and uh, having having a friend that's, that's going through that right now, uh, that Gary and I both, uh, no, is that's just seeing every time uh, she posts a picture about it is just like oh, it's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Completely takes you out of whatever you were doing. Uh, so uh, I just I can't imagine what that's like for for Kyle and hope that you know all all is well. Yeah, uh, for sure. So best wishes to Kyle Rally. We we're really thinking about you, man. Uh, let's talk about something else that's kind of interesting. Conan is no longer with the Crash promotion. He lost his job over in Creative, and he has signed a deal with Airlux. If you know Airlux, they were actually kind of funding Impact for a while, uh, but they've kind of started their own Aralucha uh, promotion kind of thing going on. And so now that he's working with them, no longer with the Crash. The relationship between Crash and Impact could be affected, and that relationship could be done. But, Sean, I mean, you kind of heard about this, and you actually, you know, did some translations uh, for the tweets that Conan put out. What do you think about this whole thing? I mean, it seems like he did not follow uh, their rules, and, you know, they're going to let him go. He probably, this whole thing that happened here with going to the other promotion, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably is to them it's a slap in the face and so that was their nice way of saying well see you later dude <laughs> we don't need you uh, yeah this is uh, uh, the Aerolux thing has been around for a little bit but it hasn't really turned into anything yet so I didn't really know if it was worth reporting on or not but now it kind of is The, the uh, first of all Aerolux is run by the Harris brothers and them trying to promote Lucha Libre just seems way, <laughs> way wrong. <laughs> but uh, supposedly they're going to try to take a run at what uh, Lucha Underground has tried to do. So good luck to them there. They have Conan in charge of that. The relationship- Lucha Underground's having problems doing Lucha Underground right now. That is I mean, true. Come on. That is true. I, I just, you know, Conan originally around for that. They, they might be able to. I, I just... The top half of the ownership part there with uh, with Aerolux makes me nervous. Is is all I'm going to say about that. Uh, you can make so many southern jokes right now, but not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the relationship between Crash and Impact, I think, is probably the bigger focus here. Whether it's done or not, I don't know. Uh, that hasn't been reported on or anything like that. But Conan uh, was the one who put all that together. So whether Crash is still interested or not. Uh, is going to be up in the air, and that might be something to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, and definitely, you know, once again, I mean, you can you kind of see these things going on, and you wonder really, you know, how is it going to come to fruition, and how is this all going to kind of run through? But at least Conan has switched over to doing something that, you know, he's wanting to do, and I, I'm really kind of curious how it works out, because Conan's a pretty smart mind in the business, I'd have to say. He's stuck around this long for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why people are keep hiring him, and him being in the business and not actually being in the ring, it, it means something, so 
we'll follow that as it goes. Let's start with Laurel Van Ness, though. Laurel Van Ness is no longer going to be with Impact, possibly. She's asked for her release. And there are some rumors going around that uh, WWE is a little interested in Laurel Van Ness. So, I mean, Paul, I, I really never saw that coming, to be honest with you. I know she's a great talent. And I, I don't know. Unless, you know, Recently in Impact, she, she won a big match. I'm kind of surprised. Well, remember, she was on Tough Enough before mm-hmm. so wwe has history with her yeah it's yeah. true um and without getting into spoilers where this kind of gets uh maybe a little more difficult uh with impact it's still kind of a big blow i mean even when she wasn't really involved in the story they they continue to try to keep her involved in something uh so clearly they did like her uh most of the stuff I've read is she just isn't happy with how the company's run and where it's going and all that stuff. So she's ready to get off. And, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that seems to be a popular opinion these days. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm waiting for every day. Somebody's going to ask, uh, you know, you have the 25 days of Christmas impacts. going to have the 25 days of releases. <laughs> that very much could be the trade of Todd. Oh man, what could you imagine? I'd love to see that song come out. Uh, Just have the calendar where you pull the door every time. It's a different wrestler. <laughs> oh God, yes, I love it. See, man, some good ideas here. I just imagining singing that song though. You know, on the first day of Impact, Laurel is Anyway, I'm a terrible singer. I won't continue. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, hey, I don't blame her to an extent because, yes, there's lots of things going on with Anthem and Impact that aren't exactly exciting. And some of it's kind of a little bit scary, to be honest with you, because they've been supposed to die for a long time. And not only that, she's probably getting tired of being the wrestling Courtney Love. So now she can go do something that may actually be on the up and up so uh but this may not be like sean just mentioned the only person to be leaving uh in the near future there's been some also talks about bobby lashley leaving and ec3 two guys that are really big deals or at least one of them they made a big deal the other one they've kind of put to the mid card uh but yeah two great wrestlers though that could be gone too what do you think sean oh boy uh, talk about, I think that will officially be the moment that we once again go, we're not talking about Impact anymore on the show. <laughs> it's, uh, when Paul loses his close personal friend on, on Impact, and Bobby Lashley, like the whole reason that Impact has any cachet at all, leaving just, good lord, I... I don't know who you put on screen. You take away these two guys. What's some more James Storm? Uh, it's just God. James Storm's gone. Yep, he's oh, gone. Uh, so, like, yeah, he's gone to like literally. Who do you put on screen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that becomes a very good question. And the reason why Lashley and EC3's names are floating around is because since James Storm had such a high dollar deal, so do these two guys. Uh, so they could be next up to leave when their deals expire if they get lowballed or they don't get the money they want or whatever you have. But I, I it's it's hearsay. It's nowhere near official. <sighs> EC3 very much to me seems like he would be brought back into WWE and all that great stuff. Lashley's a bit of a head-scratcher. Does he go back there? Does he keep doing MMA? Does he keep doing indies? Like, there's... Lashley's the uh, the question mark here. You know, there are plenty of question marks in that. I, I think you're right. EC3, I could definitely see sneaking over back into NXT and them actually using him, hopefully, in a better way than they did the first time around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good place. I mean, of course, you know, EC3 would do very well on the indie circuit, I think, kind of like you've seen Cody Rhodes do kind of. And Lashley... <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think MMA is probably the stronger hold for him. But, I mean, I, I don't think Donald Trump's cabinet's out the uh, question, too. So God. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. So. Well, I mean, the only way he would go is if he got the... I think the only way he goes is he got the Brock Lesnar deal, which he wouldn't, but... It's, I, I can't see him. I, I think he's on record saying he would never do full time again like that. So, uh, 
because well, especially because I don't think Vince would be too cool with him doing the MMA like Brock. You know, Brock's obviously earned being able to do that. Probably in Vince's eyes, lastly, has not. EC3 would be interesting because he was around when NXT was not the thing it is, mm-hmm. right? It was starting to just be at full sale and all that stuff when he was still around. I mean, we have seen everybody that's been on Impact usually gets a good crowd reaction and all that, but, you know, can you can you really bring him in calling him Ethan Carter the Third? I mean, is everybody going to go crazy saying, oh, Derek Bateman's back? That's uh, going to be an interesting one if, if that happens. Yeah. I'd pop. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, he's your friend. Of course, you'd pop. You'd pop if he was called Poindexter. So. Especially if the American flag drops down again and we go back to all that fun stuff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hulk Hogan would really pop. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think both guys definitely have been a big help for Impact, and losing both of them is going to be an issue. I really do think so. And I mean, Sean, you said, what are they going to do next? They're just going to have a bunch of Canadian guys take their place. So I, that's the only answer I have for it. I don't know what I, what other big names are really going to want to come over there. Uh, it, I just don't know. So Bret Hart will come and. Give his uh, four out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> good news. I don't get to use that joke enough. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that's you know kind of crazy here. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Owens' wife's Instagram get hacked today. Uh, Paul, I kind of run this down. This is kind of interesting. So she has it hacked, and we have basically the post about. Kevin Owens cheating on her and all this. What's what's going on with all that? Yeah, so apparently her Instagram gets hacked. Somebody types in that uh, she should have learned after the last time, but five is too many or something like that. And the whole internet lit on fire as everybody's like, oh my god, Kevin Owens cheated on his wife. Why would he do this? Uh, and uh, it, it, it was, she got hacked. It's not true. She put the rumors to bed. Kevin Owens went on a tear on Twitter about how much he hates social media. Uh, he's killed his Instagram account. And basically, it was a big, giant mess uh, that, you know, it just makes your head scratch. I mean, even something like that comes out. Like, Kevin Owens is always seemed and always talked about just being a family man, and it never seemed fake. So, I... It's, I mean, plus you've seen how pretty his wife is. Why Why would you cheat on her? <laughs> uh, there's people that cheat on pretty wives all the time and make you go, what the hell are you thinking, man? Don't know what you're thinking, but... exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it either. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's sad. But this is what we deal with now, yeah. and, and not just in wrestling, but celebrities and real-life, just regular old blue-chipper people they have to deal with this stuff, and you get hacked, and things get put on your Facebook or your Instagram, Twitter, whatever you use, Snapchat. You look terrible, and then you have to like say, "Oh, I was hacked," and sometimes people don't even believe that. So mm-hmm. it could really ruin your you know uh, relationships with other people that you know. It could ruin you know basically your image in front of other people, and that's not good. And sadly, you know. That's what people, you know, buy into. Like, you know, the old joke of if it's on Facebook, it's true, right? So that's, you know, really rough. And I don't blame Kevin Owens at all. I would definitely be upset, too. And you don't like this kind of stuff for the fact that, you know, his industry, that the thing that he does living is also a hotbed of relationships due to cheating. And so this is, I think, pretty close to him. And he... Just trying to do the right thing with his family. People are trying to diminish that. I hate that for him. So best of luck to Kevin Owens. Hopefully he can get this all straightened out. But you know, so sad that they still do this kind of stuff now. Uh, let's talk about some more controversy. Uh, we have Michael Elgin selling his Glory Pro promotion. Uh, and this is based on some of the accusations uh, going around about this sexual assault story when uh you know, so okay, this is something else, Paul. That I'm really kind of curious. I haven't really heard a lot about this. Can you tell me more about this, Paul? 
I, I'm pretty sure we talked about the Sean Orleans thing on the show here uh, with him basically having it come out that he sexually assaulted a fan at a show, uh, and specifically now a Glory Pro show as it's sort of spun out, but uh, that has cost him bookings, uh, and he's been, he got let go of Glory Pro and a whole bunch of other places, and he came out and uh, said that, basically admitted that he did it and apologized and all this other stuff, so... Uh, this comes out of, apparently, Michael Elgin was told by the person that Sean Orleans, uh, sexually assaulted that he did it, and Michael Elgin said on it and didn't do anything until it became public, and, and the, uh, the alleged assault happened in March, and it didn't come out until about a month ago, uh, or maybe a month and a half ago now, but... At any rate, it appears he sat on it, he got a whole bunch of flack on social media, uh, so, and eventually decided that it was too much. So he sold glory pro to a couple of friends of his. And I think one of his sponsors and is going, basically he's going full dark on social media. He's leaving Twitter, all of his, you know, anything that he's on, he's out of. And, um, that's all she wrote. So glory pro will go on just not with Michael Elgin at the helm anymore. And it's, uh, <sighs> really made me have to look at Michael Logan in a different light. Cause I'm a huge fan of his work and I still am, but this, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, uh, it's messy. It's a messy, messy situation. Uh, yeah, this is one of those tough things, you know, because we, uh, interact with Michael Elgin and that new Japan, uh, group classic Japanese quite often. Wrestling. Yeah. And, it's and he has a child, you know, and mm-hmm. like if I'm, you might have to tell your kid about that someday. Yeah, you know, and that's that's just, I don't think I could ever sit there. And, but you know what? We don't know how close he and Orleans were. I mean, there's times where if that's your best friend. Sometimes, even if it's the worst thing out there, mm-hmm. you protect them, you know? And uh, I can't, as an outsider, obviously it's very easy for us to go, look, this is wrong. You should have reported it. Yes, he should have reported it or whatever. But we're not him. We're not the guy that's friends with this guy. Was it also, was it said as explicitly to him? As it came out on social media, did he know every single fact? I'm pretty sure Orleans didn't tell him what the girl said, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's the thing is like exactly how much did he know? Was it straight up? He knew the whole story and he's sitting on this thinking it would never come out. And let's be fair. This is look, let's let's be honest about this entire thing. That stuff in in Hollywood doesn't happen. This this is still not out there because that that thing that happened in Hollywood, Weinstein and everything else, has now opened the door for people to feel much more comfortable speaking about that. And that's one of the good things about what happened. The other bad thing is, that, you know, when these things are happening, you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's mm-hmm. you did it. You did it, and and there is no, oh, let's wait and see what happened or whatever. No, it's anybody has allegations, you, you did it. And anybody that's culpable, you now become what Michael Hogan has to do, which he can't show his face anymore. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's one of the shockwaves of, of this entire thing is social media being powerful, and now you have to take the blame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's rough. It really is. And you're exactly right, Sean. You uh, really kind of find yourself in a bad situation here because of all the things that have taken place in celebrity land and, of course, across the country and even in government. And just uh, it's a really a sad situation because sexual assault is a very real thing and people have been victims for a long time. And it's great that we're getting this time to really showcase that there is some justice out there for people that have been affected. But, you know, that flips out of the coin. It stinks because there's lots of people being affected that really didn't do things. They're being 
put out there and their image is completely destroyed and you know i think michael elegant i I really don't know everything about this story and i don't want to judge him just kind of like you guys are saying it's kind of hard but then again you kind of side for the victim too and Mm -hmm. it's really really tough i i I don't like being in those situations because you know we look up to some of these people and we really enjoyed their work and enjoy the performances but when you find out a little dirt then all the good stuff kind of goes away, and I hate, 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 hate that. So, but you know, we'll, we'll continue to follow Michael again, and I'm sure his image may take a little bit of a hit. But I, I think if he can prove that he really wasn't involved in everything, I think that he'll be okay. You know, so uh, tough situation for sure. Let's talk about something that I think people will possibly be interested in. I don't know. I, this could be a really good thing, or, or something that maybe people don't care about, but I think this is neat that WWE's doing it. WWE's actually coming out with a few 205 live house shows here for the fans, and they're going to try them out here. We're going to have on Friday, January 19th in 2018, Kingston, Rhode Island is going to have one at the Ryan Center. Saturday, January 20th, uh, 2018, they'll have one at the Lowell, Massachusetts at the Lowell Auditorium. And then, of course, on Sunday, January 21st, 2018, you will have one in Poughkeepsie, New York at the Mid-Hudson Center, Civic Center. Uh, So that's three shows that will be taking place just all about the cruiserweights. And, I mean, Paul, I I could kind of see where this could be a good deal, especially getting those guys out there in front of crowds that are not on TV, getting to showcase probably more things than they can do in the time that Raw allows them to, or even 205 in that hour. Do you think this is a good deal? What do you think about all of that? I think this is really kind of interesting. First of all, these are, especially the Lowell Auditorium, uh, these are a lot of places that the bigger independents run. So uh, the Lowell Auditorium has become a big stop for Ring of Honor, uh, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center is a, a rather legendary venue as far as wrestling goes, but House of Hardcore used to run there very often, as did ECW, and uh, I think WWE has been there before a whole bunch as well. So uh, I think this is a cool idea. I don't know how well this is going to really pan out, but WWE, especially on Raw, is very much trying and it seems to at least be interested in figuring out how to turn 205 into something people want to watch uh and maybe doing these shows where a lot of the cruiserweights don't wrestle on the regular house shows you know raw or anything like that um them getting a sort of a a chance to go out here and perform and try to make some fans out of the people who take a who maybe take a chance or are really invested in 205 life because i'm sure there are fans out there like that but um they get a chance to go out there and work too and who knows maybe you can find something out that um you didn't really know, and it certainly does make for a nice way to maybe test out some people, too. Yeah, I think this is a, a good idea. I don't know how much it's going to translate into the product on screen, but I think it does allow whoever's going to be in charge of this thing. I can't imagine that you know perhaps Vince is not even going to be at these at all, even though he probably should since, you know, he needs to take every chance he can to try to improve this show. But I, I think the only thing that's good about this is like Paul said, you get more people that don't wrestle on the TV show to wrestle at these house shows and maybe something clicks and Vince goes on there. We need to use this person more and we need to use this person more and don't use some of the ones that have been kind of overexposed on that show. And and see if that lights it up, or, or perhaps you see a different style on the house shows, and that connects something you're not seeing on the TV show. Uh, I don't I don't know something, but for me, it's 205 Live is on that brink of like I don't know how much more it's. I feel bad for those guys. I want them to keep having a reason to be there, but I don't know. I feel like that show is gonna go down more uh more than not it's a really tough situation to be in especially for the cruiserweights for the fact that they're really kind of limited on how many cruiserweights they have in the division but also that they have their own show with 
kind of you know a decent roster, but not the expanded time that they would need to fulfill lots of interesting storylines. So an hour a week is really not going to be long enough to really fulfill the expansion or anything else that they want to do with the cruiserweights and especially some of the storylines they're stuck on really there's only room enough for two matches three matches at the most and it's it's really interesting that they have the you know exposure they do with having their own show but i think the wb really does want the cruiserweights to do something they're just not exactly Oh, really, honestly, I don't think they're really invested in the cruiserweights completely. I think they're about halfway invested, which means you're getting about halfway what you need to do to make them successful. I think this is possibly the best move that they've made, only for the fact that you send these shows, like Paul said, a big auditorium somewhere where people come on a regular basis to watch wrestling get them involved in some of these guys that you have yet to see or that you see weekly and get them behind them even more. And that's a really a cool deal Uh, on these shows. They're not televised. So these guys can do all sorts of crazy things. They can have lots of fun, be without all the regulations that you have on TV. And really, I think get people really excited about the product and just like any other indie promotion, I'm sure there'll be tapes out there, uh, of basically all the cameras and all the, the cell phones out there videoing these guys doing all these amazing things and people will be talking about it all around the internet. That's probably the best thing the WWE could do, right? Mm-hmm. So let's hope that that works out for them. I think that there's also an opportunity there if they want to use some of those UK guys here and there in the US. That would be also another bad, not a bad place. Uh, not that I want the UK guys to be in the 205 division. I'm just saying if they want to bring some guys over just to have them there, if, since they're not using them a lot, not a bad idea either. So mm-hmm. who knows? But, uh, you know, we'll have to follow it and see if they get even more expansive with this 205 Live house show thing. I think it'd be cool if they kind of even did it around the country more than less just the Northeast. So. Let's get into something else that's kind of cool. Let's talk about Access TV. Wrestle Kingdom 12 is coming this January 4th, but Access TV is going to have the quickest turnaround for that show. It's going to be January 6th for their airing. It's going to be a three-hour special. Wow. I, Sean, I never saw this coming. This is really great news. Well, I feel like this has kind of been something that they've been improving as time's gone on with access so mm-hmm. I, I think this shows that more and more they're willing to allow access to be more on the regular with new japan with what you see on on new japan world and i think that's great uh, yes you do have the new japan world in english now and uh, you have the youtube channel that has the subtitles uh, for the promos and all that stuff. I mean, they, they are really going hardcore into this, and Access has worked out great for them. Why not uh, give them your be- your biggest show of the year in a quick manner so you can get the, the most out of it you can? Yeah, they're also... Um, they're also uh, pre... Or, you know, the lead-up, I guess, to, to the debut of Wrestle Kingdom 12. They're going to do an eight-hour marathon of New Japan stuff to, to catch you up to that point um, behind the Access TV tapings that they do for New Japan. Uh, and then they're going to throw you right into the show, which, which is really cool. Uh, usually you have to wait a week, and, and they're just they're straight up two days now. Like, that's really cool. And so uh, it, it's a great, great boon to Access. It's a great boon to New Japan, and hopefully tons and tons of people will watch once again. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's going to be really big. And, you know, if especially for the fans out there that, you know, they like watching New Japan, especially on Access TV, and it's been something they followed, I think they'll be really excited to hear this news for the fact that, hey, you know, you've been watching months behind, but guess what? Now you're actually getting a chance to watch something that just happened two days prior. So mm-hmm. enjoy it. And <clears throat> I think it's a great deal. I really do. And I think it's also... A great way to show the American fans that just watch Access TV and don't have New Japan World that they appreciate them watching. And so I I think New Japan, this is a great idea. And Access TV, please take advantage of it all the way. Show New Japan that they can be pretty close to real time with you guys and mean something. So hopefully the ratings are really good for that. I think they will be. I really will do. 
Well, let's talk about something else that's cool. Uh, let's talk about NXT. Uh, right now, as it sits, Drew McIntyre, you know, having his situation be the way it is, and he can't, you know, face off against Almas for a rematch. They really need new people to take on Almas. Well, the way to do that is is to have singles matches for a fatal four-way for in the NXT championship. So they're going to be doing that at TakeOver or for the TakeOver Philadelphia show. Uh, so the matches will be Cassius Ono taking on Velveteen Dream. You'll have Aleister Black taking on Adam Cole. You'll have Killian Dane take on Trent Seven. And then you'll have Roderick Strong versus Lars Sullivan. All these matches will take place once again, and the winners will get a chance to be in that fatal way for the number one contendership to face Cian Almas in TakeOver Philadelphia. What do you think about this, Paul? I mean, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. All these matchups look pretty good. I, some of these are massive. Like Aleister Black and Adam Cole, like, the, I mean, wow. That, that, that's a pretty huge match. Uh, and this will just, I think, be straight up on NXT television, too, which is, which is kind of great. So more great reasons to, to keep on going. Of course, Trent Seven uh, being the U.K. part of this is pretty cool against Killian Dane. That should be wonderful. Lars is a little puzzling here, especially in Roderick, and especially with how hard they've been pushing him. You, you wouldn't think they would want to throw him into this situation where he maybe has to, to take a loss, but may, maybe it's time uh, in, in their eyes. So I don't know, but... This looks like a lot of fun. I, I, it's it's sure to make NXT very, very interesting because you're, you're getting an almost marquee match every single time one of these things is going to go down. Yeah, these matches are really freaking like you must see TV every week for NXT. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful because I did uh, look at spoilers here. So I'm just going to say that, yeah, the. You want to check this out. It's if, if somebody's saying tournament William Regal and uh, getting ready for the next takeover is not enough for you to watch this. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you, but definitely, definitely want to check this out. That's all I'm, all I'm going to say. Oh yeah, this is going to be really exciting. And you know, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm dying here. Uh, but I, I think, really, honestly, the truth is, is NXT is doing the best they can to really get people to watch the product because these are some big matchups. Well, besides my voice, my voice being broken, let's talk about <laughs> something else that is broken, and that is the relationship between Paige and Del Rio. Yes, it's official; they're no longer together, guys. Uh, I mean, we've been re- hearing about it, reporting that it could be the case. It's done, Sean. What do you think? Thank God. Just thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, good for Paige because she got that cancer out of there. And, you know, hey, she's she's doing great. She's doing uh, great things on Raw. So sounds like it's a win-win for her. I mean, you know, just cover up that tattoo whenever you get the chance. Hey, Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was just getting so aggravating. It's like we're either going to see some people in jail or somebody's going to die. One mm-hmm. of the t- <laughs> oh, man, that is the truth, right? And, and you know, sadly... They had, uh, you know, a relationship that you thought, well, it may be, you know, cancerous, but, you know, they can work through the stuff and eventually, you know, be that happy couple. But you knew the way Del Rio lives his life, the way he does things, it just seems to be a little far-fetched from reality. The way that he kind of lives his life because he, he plays himself up to be this grand person. But yet, then you see the videos of him walking around drunk on, you know, what do they call that? The, the periscope or whatever. I mean, he doesn't always have everything together. Neither does Paige, but that ended up working out to be a very, very bad situation. So this is better for all of us. We don't have to talk about this anymore. We can just talk about Paige on Raw doing good things and Del Rio doing well. Whatever Del Rio is going to be doing, you know, making burritos or whatever at his new restaurant. I'm sure he'll open somewhere or working in an office somewhere because the guy said he's going to retire because he's pissed off of the Internet. Right. So whatever well, else, you know, Real plus, you know, impact's going to die any minute now. So <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to have anywhere to go. 
I don't know. You know, Impact is that radioactive roach, man. They keep living. You know. I just hope to God Lucha Underground doesn't take him back. Oh, God. I can't afford to. That's true. Their money is very... <laughs> he gets desperate enough for just wants attention. Who knows? Maybe he takes a big pay cut. He's willing to work for pesos, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Del Rio true. at the crash. Uh, well, we'll find out what Del Rio will be doing. I'm sure he'll probably announce it to the world and really just, I don't know, make us sad because, well, he continues to do that. Uh, but yes, let's, uh, let's get on past this and, uh, move on to something different. So yeah, that's pretty much quick hits. And, you know, we appreciate you guys listening to these big news topics that have come out this past weekend, but now we are going to move on and talk some ring of honor. So we'll do that next. All right, uh, so we got a fresh set of Ring of Honor tapings going on here, uh, and they don't really waste a lot of time. As uh, first, they tell us we are two weeks away from Final Battle, so expect some card preparation to be going down here. But we open with the Beer City Bruiser taking on Marty Scroll. Uh, you have Lethal come out mid match to sort of watch from the top of the ramp as he'll be facing Mister Scroll at Final Battle. Uh, Lethal stays out of the match, uh, and kind of teases walking down it as we get close to the finish before Marty cracks Beer City Bruiser with his umbrella to get the victory. Uh, it didn't start out all that exciting. In fact, I found it quite boring, but it found its way to some fun stuff by the end of it that sort of drug me back into it. So maybe not the greatest way to start off the show, but Marty gets a big win to, to, carry some momentum towards his big match against Mr. Lethal. I like the fact that you got a match here that, you know, you got two honest villains, right? I mean, Beer City Bruiser is no Boy Scout, and he's in here against a guy that's done some dastardly things. And so you're thinking to yourself, who are you really rooting for? And I don't know. The crowd, they're all behind the villain. And if you were just watching this with fresh eyes, guess what? The villains of the baby face <laughs> and Marty scroll is the superhero, but <clears throat> the people, you know, at home, I'm sorry, you're, you're sadly disillusioned if you're not a regular watcher. And so us that do watch ring of honor on a weekly basis. I think we kind of saw where this was going. You, you got a decent match. You, you did. You, it's really hard to expect a lot out of a match between a brawler slash, you know, kind of, you know, I, I don't know. He's not just a brawler because I think he does some great rolling and diving out of the ring and the beer city bruiser, but more of a you know a slower, strong style kind of guy. Or strong style. I'm just going crazy. More of a strength versus athleticism mm-hmm. kind of guy. That's the direction I'm trying to go with this conversation. I, I think it worked out the way it needed to work out. Scroll does win. He wins by using the umbrella, which, you know, he has to in a way. And I thought that was great. This put over Beer City Bruiser for me. It really did. It really showed that this guy is no joke. It's not a squash match. He's not someone who should be second fiddle to Silas Young. Actually, there's a reason he's a great tag team partner to Silas Young. And I think they did a good job making both guys look good here. That's a positive coming out of it. It is true. Marty really does try to do as much as he can throughout the match, and it's just never enough to keep the old bruiser down until he hits him with maybe the loudest umbrella shot I've ever heard in pro wrestling history, so there's a nice bonus there. (laughs) Yeah, and how did the umbrella not break in half after that sound? My God, it sounded like a gunshot going off. Wow. Maybe uh, Marty doesn't settle for those low-quality umbrellas. Only the best for the Bullet Club. (laughs) he hit that one out of the park didn't he oh boy let's move on before we get to more bad puns Uh, (laughs) uh, we cut to uh, a video package of Dalton Castle talking about his upcoming title match with Cody at final battle talks about how Cody has made it personal really since the start by attacking him attacking his character attacking all this other stuff Uh, and he also mentions that he certainly had chances at being the ring of honor world champion before However, this time around, he is ready to finally achieve his goal and become the best wrestler in the world by holding that title. I thought this was really, really good. Uh, Dalton, he had a few flubs here and there, but I think his overall energy and sort of presentation here was was on point. 
I could agree more. I really, really enjoyed it. And you know how I am, Paul. You know, you re-show me a bunch of stuff I've already seen. A lot of times I get very, very bored, and honestly, I want to fast-forward through it. I watched this entire thing with glee because I think they did a great job not only putting all the video packages together, Mm -hmm. but I really felt like what Dalton Castle was saying really did have some substance to it. It actually mattered. It was an old hat. He was telling a story here, Mm -hmm. and he was giving you insight and i'll never get over him saying he kicked me in the (laughs) (laughs) i love that i just wish they wouldn't have bleeped it out i just oh god it was perfect so it it felt really good and i uh, really enjoyed it yeah apparently you can't say dick over there on sinclair broadcasting group channels so (laughs) I guess not, but still, uh, hey, you can use it, leave it, whatever. It was still impactful. It's true. It was very impactful. Very much gets this point across. Are you excited for the match? I I am, because I like both guys. Mm -hmm. I I think Dalton Castle is one of these guys that has not been showcased a lot lately, but still has all the talent in the world. And I think him and Cody are going to have some some really great dynamics together. We've seen them have a match before, and I really enjoyed the match they had previous. So I think they're going to give us some more. I'm kind of excited for it, too, especially because it felt like they were holding back the first time around, too. I feel like Cody knows how to bring it on the big stage. Dalton's going to make this super entertaining, too. And so, of course, Cody is as well. Uh, I'm excited for it too. Just you know, with Dalton getting hurt and sort of being away for a little while, I didn't know if that had sort of tempered some expectations out there or not about how excited they were, how great they thought this match was going to be, so on and so forth. Yeah, you, you, you know, you're also talking to a guy who loves Dalton Castle, so <laughs> I'm going to give him the props no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, I mean, I think from that video package, it should show you why you should care about Dalton Castle, and I think hopefully it did its job because I, this is a big matchup, and honestly, if from my point of view, uh, this is something that Dalton Castle needs to do to prove to the world that he's as good as he says he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He certainly feels that way too. So, we'll uh, we'll just keep on tuning in until we get to final battle. See what's going on there. What might have been my favorite segment on this episode of Ring of Honor, however, is the Briscoes going into the 3D Academy, uh, looking for Bully Ray. He's not there. He's got the day off. Uh, so do all the trainees. But there's some some students there working and practicing. Uh, so they come in, they beat up those students, they break some of the pictures they have hanging around the offices, uh, Jay Briscoe starts cutting a promo on a picture of Bully Ray that lists all of his injuries, which I thought was kind of cool, and then continues to wonder what it's going to take to get Bully back in the ring with him, because Jay is so far gone that he refuses to believe that that little table shot that he gave him is what's going to keep him out of wrestling, and they end up sending the segment home by hitting a 3D on one of the students who they beat up earlier. I, I just, I loved this. I loved the energy. I loved how silly, because the, uh, the Bursco brothers can be very silly, and there certainly are at points during this. And I just, I felt like this hit all the right points for it to really be something that's going to rile Bully Ray up, even more so than what they've already done to him. Yeah, I mean, this is perfect to, you know, make... Okay, so it's it's really kind of helping set us up to get some heat behind Bully Ray and to pump him up to get the fire underneath him to have a match with him. And this is the best way to do it without having lots of interactions with Bully Ray himself, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because, you know, who knows? This guy may retire. He may not. I don't know. I don't know what the real story is behind this. But uh, it seems to me they're kind of protecting it. They're keeping Bully out of this until they need to have him in the match or have him around for it, you know, actual physicality. Mm-hmm. I thought this was fun. It, it was really kind of cool to kind of see the the school. I've never seen that school before. I like the idea of them going around smashing pictures. I kept thinking to myself, is that real? Did they make copies and put a different frame? <laughs> you know, I, I, these are the kind of things that go through my mind. But I think it was a great presentation. I really, really do. It, these kind of things are always cool because you kind of feel like, oh, my God, this is what people would really do. This is what I would do if I was in a real feud with somebody. I'd go in there and smash their place up. Uh, to me, 
this was you know fun. But the only thing I will say about it, I wonder if the girl is an actual wrestler. The the blonde girl was she an actual wrestler? That's the biggest thing because, boy, she overacted. She sure she did. Really, oh God! I mean, she felt like she had to be the star. Like you know, <laughs> hi, guess who? Hi, she she made the entry. So she 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 says, "Do you know who those guys are?" Then she makes sure that she introduces herself and all the guys. And then she screams the loudest when they beat up the guys. Then she says. The whole time they're in the office breaking stuff you can hear in the background. Oh, God. So it's a whole thing. She way overacted. Uh, but I think overall this is a great thing for the feud. I think it's going to matter. And I, it's, 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 to me, it's the best way to get heat for this feud while Bully Ray's not actually getting physically hit or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus Bully not being around really helped sell the attack they did on him already and him and Tommy Dreamer. So uh, you yeah. get the added bonus there, too. Uh, we get another segment here this time around. It's Coleman's Pulpit, and wonderfully Gary Caprice interviews himself uh, with some <laughs> uh, production tricks here uh, and asks himself some questions relating to whether or not he holds a vendetta against Kenny, T- Kenny King, which he says he doesn't. Uh, he also seen like, – the, the interview sort of trails off into talking about Final Battle and the four-way match for the TV title – Almost so much that Capri seems to already be looking past Kenny. Uh, so I, I found that very interesting as well. However, to send it home, Caprice promises he will be prepared for the TV title match next week. I I found this kind of humorous at times and very interesting at others, even though this might have been uh, one of the more weaker pulpit segments, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, you know, it's always fun to have the production tricks and mm-hmm. someone interviewing themselves. It's cute, and you know, Caprice is just a great talker, and so it, it was not a bad thing. I think it worked out the way it needed to. You know, they got across the points that they wanted to, setting up these matches coming up and all that. So that none of that's so bad. And mm-hmm. I, 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 but I'm right there with you. I don't feel like this is the strongest homeless pulpit. I, I just. Don't. I, it was okay. That yeah. that's where I'm at. It it was okay. The one thing that always you know intrigues me is this guy's a preacher and he called Kenny King a hoe. He sure so. did. <laughs> I I haven't heard many preachers call people hoe, but hey, that's that's a that's a start. <laughs> uh, that made me laugh pretty fun, uh, pretty hard, just because the same thing you just brought up. He's a preacher. He's an actual preacher. Uh-huh. Call yeah. people hoes, whatever. <laughs> Uh, we cut to uh, one of the tour stops out in Fort Lauderdale to see the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match that they've been hyping up so much recently as we get to see the Motor City Machine Guns defend against the Kingdom, which, of course, is TK O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Wow. TK O'Ryan and Vinny Marsiglia. Uh, the guns do retain here with their sort of new finisher thing that they don't have a name for yet, as far as I'm aware. Is a fun match. I, I really enjoy the antics of the kingdom. They're such a fun heel team together, and I think uh, TK and Vinny have gelled together pretty nicely in the short time these guys have been together. The action, however, isn't really all that special to me. It's good, it's fun, it's solid, it's just, you know, it's just another match, though. It didn't really feel like a big deal. Well, I mean, you're right about that. And I think, you know, probably the Really, one thing that I take out of it is you have the kingdom doing what the kingdom does in this match, and that's mm-hmm. it. Just you know, once they find out that they're not going to take control of the match just by what they're doing alone, they're going to add in the weapons and try to get the baseball pad using the axe. Which that's another interesting thing. They never really see these sharp objects being used outside of maybe a death match. Right. My God, that that's to me always kind of shocks me, but it's still kind of fun and really kind of makes a. Something different happened here. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, you know, a solid match overall, really solid. I really don't have anything to complain about it, but I get where you're coming from uh, on the fact that this isn't, you know, over the top grand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it. And, and maybe because it is just a tour stop, it's not really that big a deal, but I felt like you want, if you're going to have the Kingdom make their first challenge, I, I kind of wanted it to be something memorable, and, and we didn't really get that here. We just got, we got, I, I, I don't want to say the usual because it it wasn't just the usual. You got some different stuff here or there, but it wasn't anything above and beyond. You know, it's just it's just solid. 
Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said about that for the fact that they're looking to other teams right now. And the kingdom is great. They're grand, and they're a lot of fun to watch as an entire team. But I think, you know, Ring of Honor has some other plans until they get their actual next stop in for the title shot. Right, right. Which, which of course, we do learn that the best friends will challenge the Motor City Machine Guns for the tag team titles at Final Battle. We also learn, of course, that the Addiction will take on War Machine at a tag team match, and that Ray Rowe has been temporarily suspended since the uh, they broke the plant's nose last week. So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. good times there. Uh, and then we get our main event, Hangman Page taking on Flip Gordon, uh, one week off from the incredible eight-man tag from last week. We, we kind of get more of the same here, which is still fun. Uh, lots of flippies. Uh, Page gets in on the action, too. Flip Gordon manages to come out on top here with the uh, Star Spangled Stunner, which is basically a twisting stunner that he springboards off the middle rope for. Pretty cool. Uh, the the Young Bucks run in afterwards. Matt Jackson has a referee shirt on uh, and takes the referee's hand and raising Flip's hand. Of course, you know where this is going. Uh, grabs Flip and welcomes him to Ring of Honor, and then Nick just absolutely kills him with a super kick. So... <laughs> Fun match, fun post-match stuff. Uh, Cody sort of reveals that Flip thinks he's delusional if he can take the six-man titles off the Hung Bucks and uh, then tells Dalton that he's just as delusional if he believes he can beat Cody for the world title. So nice little bit of Cody there to send it home. Uh, He's doing that from the production area, which I thought was kind of cool too. Yeah, I agree. It's really kind of neat that, you know, you have him back there, you know, kind of very realistic, I'll say that. So I'm really happy to see that they kind of use that as a setting. Um, the the Flip Gordon match with, you know, Hangman Page was, you know, it was really fun. I'll say that. I think it was, you know, with Hangman, I mean, you get this violent but yet very athletic guy, a guy that can do more than I would ever expect him to. And so it was a lot of fun to see him match Flip Gordon and some of the things he was doing. It was kind of, you know, entertaining in that fashion. But you still get Flip Gordon to be this guy who is overcoming all the odds. He's the under, you know, underdog yet. He's super athletic. He's got all the moves. He's just a ton of fun to watch. He's the ultimate baby face, if you ask me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it. I, I don't know how crowds are taking him overall in Ring of Honor, but I'll say this. I see good things in store for him if he continues uh, doing this whole thing and, and really gets a lot of the shine from the Bullet Club that it seems like he could be getting. This could be a, you know, a start to something special for him. But who knows? But I, right now, I'm really enjoying Flip, enjoying Flip Gordon. He's really talented, and I can't wait to see what's next on the agenda for him. Yeah, I think most of the shows they go to, a lot of people seem to, to get into them as matches go on, uh, even though they may not be making the, the loudest amount of noise they possibly can whenever he comes out through the curtain, but I think mm-hmm. by the end of the matches, he's he's made a lot more fans every time, and I, certainly it looks like Ring of Honor has high hopes for him. I mean, they immediately thrust him into a feud with the Bullet Club, who it's, uh, you know, no doubt their hottest act, so... Yeah, yeah, and you're right on that. And so, I mean, I think once again, you know, they they have some high hopes for him to be. I think one of their new baby faces. He, you know, Cheeseburger is great, and he's a you know a sympathetic baby face. But this guy, he could be something special if he can continue to grow and find a way to 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 build on Flip Gordon mm-hmm. and to make him more impactful than he already is. So yeah, good stuff, and I'm really you know happy to see main events like this. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for Ring of Honor this week, and next week's the go-home, I, I believe, and then uh, then we'll have a preview. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that episode. Uh, hopefully they'll have some good stuff in store for us. But yes, that also means that is the conclusion of our show, and we appreciate everyone who has come and checked it out. I, uh, once again, want to make sure you don't forget to go check out W2Mnet.com. That's right, the place you go find all the great wrestling podcasts you can handle, and a lot more. 
And hey, don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. That'll get you this podcast plus all our other great review shows that we do. You don't want to miss a minute of the action in those. The WTOM Network is also another great place to go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review because you can get every single podcast that we do, but also everything over there at the WTOMnet.com podcast family, which, hey, trust me, lots of great content comes out every week that you're going to really love and enjoy. So I can encourage you to do with that if you want to as well. Uh, many, many thanks over to FormulaMania.com and LastWorldProWrestling.com. Both are great sites to support us. And, hey, they got lots of great wrestling content that you want to go look at. And trust me, lots of great reading material. Uh, besides that, we are done with this show. We thank you so much. We can't wait till Friday morning when we give you guys some more great wrestling talk. We'll be talking Impact Wrestling. We'll be jumping into some other big quick hits that we got coming up this week, and we'll also be crowning a Superstar of the Week, so don't miss any of that. So there you go, guys. Once again, we appreciate all of you, and we are out of here. So until then, if you're not living life to the max... Not living life at all. You know it. Later. Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.